Weber Sports Show on 103.1 The Wave. Talking Weber State Wildcats with the coaches, players, and fans. Brought to you by Far Better Ice Cream. Celebrating a century of serving you. It's not just ordinary, it's far better. And now, here's your host, Steve Klauke. And a very pleasant good evening, everyone, and welcome to this season's final edition of the Far Better Sports Show, live at the Fars Ice Cream Parlor right here in downtown Ogden, 21st and Grant. Come on over, get through the rain, come over and have some great ice cream and enjoy some Wildcat conversation. Later in the program, we'll be talking with head basketball coach Eric Duff. Coming off uh, the end of their season last week, Scott Erling, the head men's golf coach, they had a big win a couple of weekends ago at the Colin Montgomery uh, event in Houston. No truth to the rumor that the trophy is in the shape of Mrs. Doubtfire. And uh, we'll have the two newest uh, football coaches on the Weaver State coaching staff, Zach Larson, the quarterback's coach, and Jalen Johnson, the defensive tackles coach. But joining us right now is the man in charge, the athletic director at Weaver State University, Tim Crompton. Tim, good to see you. I know last time I see us, saw you, you were kind of uh, like everybody else, uh, uh, walking a little dejectedly out of the uh, uh, arena in downtown Boise after a heartbreaking double overtime game against Montana State. Well, it was a heck of a game, there's no doubt, and I would be amiss if I didn't say, hey, I'm, I can't believe this is our last show of the year. I know. It's so, so fun to be able to come down here and thank Far's Ice Cream for hosting it and the Wave and you and, and Paul Grua for, you know, arranging it and organizing it. Uh, once a month, and but it's it's my favorite place to come. There's no doubt. And yes, I was disappointing. Certainly, the boys and, and the coaching staff and the team left left everything out there on the court. It's a heck heck of a basketball game, no doubt. Could have went either way. Um, we just ended up just a little bit short, but had a really good season. Both sides needed to borrow uh, their football team's helmet and shoulder pads. It was that kind of a defensive struggle throughout the course of the night I mean you go into that many overtimes and mm-hmm. still don't crack 70 points <laughs> I, I, I would agree with you there but uh, like I said a really a really good season um, for our men's basketball program. I was going to say it was a situation where obviously Eric Duft in his first year as the head coach sliding over one chair from his old spot and uh, uh, they made some, uh, I thought the coaching staff did a great job of making adjustments in the middle of the year uh, especially on the defensive end and, and took care of the strengths of that team uh, in regards to the defensive end of the floor and really change the the flow of the games the rest of the way out well I think that's pretty evident if you if you take a look at where they started and where they finished and I think to your point where they were as they entered into the conference season and you know credit to the coaches and to the players for all pulling in the same direction no doubt. It, 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 it's a great first year to build on. As a matter of fact, he, he mentioned uh, the best advice, uh, one of the best uh, pieces of advice he got was from David Riley, the, the second-year head coach at Eastern Washington. He says, just get through your first year, then you can really go start coaching that second year. Yeah, well, we're extremely pl- proud of the whole group. No doubt. Uh, on the uh, the women's side, how does this? Uh, where does the search look right now? Well, this job is right now being yeah, is posted and it's out uh, on the national search, and we're just at the beginning of that process right now. Now that uh, the basketball is over and the uh, winter sports, the uh, indoor track and field uh, has come to an end. There's still a very active spring schedule. You've got uh, outdoor uh, track and field getting underway in a couple of weeks. You've got softball and already in the midst of their schedule, tennis and golf. So uh, while maybe the quote-unquote marquee sports are done it's still very busy in the athletic department right now there's certainly always something happening in athletics and when you talk about our track and field program and our distance runners they never stop it's, it's 20 you know it's 24 7 12 months out of the year 
and as they gear up and move out of indoor into the you know, the outdoor season, we have some tremendous athletes. We had what eight uh, all-conference uh, runners at the indoor championships. You already mentioned how well golf did a couple weeks ago. Both the men and the women are playing well. Both the men and women tennis programs are playing well, and certainly our softball program. Uh, Coach Mary Kay and company, they've had, uh, you know, historically a very difficult season or uh, schedule to start the season, and uh, that should pay dividends for them as they enter into the conference season, which is right around the corner if it stops raining and snowing. <laughs> yeah, already the game uh, scheduled for uh, tomorrow against New Mexico has been postponed. I want to get back to track and field for a moment because you mentioned uh, there's a season that never stops. It goes from cross country to indoor to outdoor. It seems like no matter whenever i'm on campus during any one of the 12 months of the year i always see a bunch of uh, men and women out there running in, sh in their short shorts uh, getting ready for their seasons i don't know how they do it no to be honest with you and i've said this before they they are a group of student athletes who compete against the best student athletes in the country you know week in and week out and they train for it and uh, we couldn't be prouder of them and i know that uh, I'd like to give them as much credit whenever possible. Yeah, and again, the part of what they do is built in what uh, is considered the off-season competition of the fall. I mean, I think uh, Scott's team uh, uh, played in five different events. Tennis has a fall schedule. Really is a great opportunity to pre prep for the actual spring season, similar to what football is about to start this week with their spring practices leading into the summer. Those non-championship segments of all of our all of our sports are extremely important. You know, there's so many things that the athletes are able to do in that segment. The coaches are able to do. It allows for the young players to you know, get a taste of the competition without you know, the wins and losses really, you know, being as meaningful as they are in the championship segment. And uh, it allows you know for the coaches to you know develop what their team is going to be like in the championship segment. It's vital. And, and I know from your coaching background in women's soccer, they also had uh, uh, they were up at Boise State uh, recently, uh, so uh, you can get a lot done now uh, in a mix of practice and actual competition. Certainly answers a lot of questions, you know, for the players, for the coaches, and uh, you know, the spring season. And they played down in Harriman actually against Boise, and they okay. played a, a, a number of their competitions down there. I think they play again this Sunday against Salt Lake. Nice Community to have College. that indoor facility. It's a, have you ever been down there? I have not. It's it's massive. Mm -hmm. You put a couple 747s in there, no problem. <laughs> so uh, it's nice to have that here in state, uh, no doubt, and it certainly gets used. As far as uh, as we wrap up uh, the winter season and head into the spring, you look back at the fall and all that. I would have to say, in as a whole, 22-23 uh, 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 scholastic season has been a success. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have great student-athletes, and I emphasize students. They've been outstanding in the classroom, and certainly we expect that from them, but, but they have to perform there in, in, as well as you know, on the field or the court or um, the diamond or, or wherever or the track, where, wherever they're competing. And without that, that student aspect without them doing as well as they do in the classroom and earning degrees and you know the other part of it doesn't come no it's one of the things i think it's lost i know for a fact uh, just from my own eyes uh, when i'm on the road uh, with both football and basketball particularly basketball uh when you're in a city for a lot longer that uh, they do uh, their fair share of studying yeah i think that there's sometimes this misnomer that the student athletes it's a little bit easier for them than it is the general general student and i'm not going to say it's easier or harder i just can tell you say tell you this that our student athletes like 
like you just mentioned, when they're on the road, they're not in the classroom. They're, you know, and some of it's online, and that, that's been a, a byproduct of, you know, uh, 2019, 2020. Mm -hmm. And there's been some good things from that. But it's still not, you know, when you're in front of your professor and you're in the classroom, that's, that, uh, that can be an advantage for you as opposed to being in a hotel room trying to figure it out. Yeah, so I know. Credit to them. Uh, three nights ago was the three-year anniversary of uh, when things broke down uh, uh, in sports with Rudy Gobert's positive test. The Wildcats had just lost to, to Sacramento State, and uh, uh, you just touched on it. Uh, as negative as that whole time period was, they have been. You mentioned there have been some positives that have come out of it. What are some of those positives? Well, I think I mentioned some there. I think it allows for um, you know a different type of learning, and everybody learns differently. Uh, no doubt about that. It's, it's allowed us to be more efficient in some of the things that we do, and it's allowed our student-athletes to really hone on how they can be more efficient in terms of balancing the things that they have to balance. And it's allowed, not allowed, but I think it's created an appreciation for being able to be normal, so to speak, to be able to go out and, and, and be in public and compete and uh, just kind of get back to slightly what it was before. And I, you know, I think when you have something taken away from you, uh, only then really can you find appreciation for it. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because I can remember several times that uh, the bus pulls up to the D event center after the end of the basketball season and uh, Coach Ray would get up and, uh, and talk to the players and one of the things he would emphasize is go out and be a college student again. You, you don't have to practice, you don't have this, you don't have this. Uh, be a student again. Be a college student. Enjoy college life for a change. Well, and Brent, you know, and Coach Ray had a lot of a lot of wisdom. He'd done it for a long time, done it really well for a long time. And if he's out there somewhere, hello, Coach Ray. But uh, I, I think that, that those that that lesson of balance in in how you learn that in these formative years for our student athletes from the age 18 to 22, 23 years old, and that's a skill that you're going to need in, that they're going to need in life, and you know, we all struggle with it for sure. So um, we're happy to be able to help them. It was funny. I did talk to uh, Coach Ray yesterday, as a matter of yeah. fact, and he's a little concerned because uh, uh, Laura's golf game is quickly catching up to his. I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> With all the uh, timing, I guess they what three courses on the on the, uh, on the uh, Subdivision that they live in, so he's uh, he's he's actually he and his wife are actually now playing on a slow pitch softball team together. Well deserved, <laughs> well deserved. He's been under a lot of pressure for a long time, so I'm glad he's been able to put his feet up and do some things he enjoys. Uh, uh, I guess uh, you know, obviously, uh, spring practice scheduled to begin this week in football. New head coach Mickey Mental. Uh, what's the status, or do we know yet uh, in regards to that opening week when you're uh, looking for a, a football opponent? You know, it's not anything I can really comment on okay. right now. I think that we have as as everyone knows, we're, we're renovating the east side, and that, that's part of that, that uh, how that'll play out, and we would like to have that game on August 31st, I think, is mm -hmm. Thursday, and that's our plan, but we won't be able to make anything official until a little bit later. Okay, and so how is that uh, re reconstruction going? Yeah, they're digging every day out there. There's no <laughs> doubt about it, and uh, it's uh, it's quite the it's quite the project. There's no doubt. I haven't seen anything like that before. So uh, I think it's on track, and it's going to be beautiful when it's finished. Which, which is huge, considering the weather we've had this winter. To be able to be on track is amazing. I mean, I've seen them out there with the track hose sideways on the hill, pulling the snow off, and haven't missed very many days. So credit to uh, the contractor and to our facilities and. Uh, the project manager, so they're keeping it on track. 
Tim, as always, we appreciate you coming by on our Fars uh, Better Sports Show. Again, uh, this is the end of my eighth year of uh, being involved full-time in Weber State Sports, and I, I, I couldn't enjoy it any more than I always do. You guys are great people to be around and uh, hope to uh, start this show up again in the, in the fall. Well, we'll be here, and yep. credit to you and the things that you bring to this institution, our student-athletes, and to the fans. Now, we couldn't we couldn't be luckier to have someone like you associated with us. I appreciate that. Not bad for a kid who never got a chance to go to college. Well, or it doesn't have hair. Oh, uh, well, you know, too. there seemed to be a lot of that yeah, in the athletic I, department, I, though. It's, it's true. <laughs> All true. right, Tim, thank you very right, much. Thank you very much. All right, that's uh, Tim Crompton, the athletic director at Weaver State University. Coming up next. Head basketball coach for the men's program, Eric Duft. He's next right here on our Far Better Sports Show on 103.1 The Wave. We can all agree on one thing, and that's everyone loves ice cream. Far Better Ice Cream has been a part of your family, serving flavors and smiles for over a century. Welcome back to a Far Better Sports Show on 103.1 The Wave with your host, Steve Klauke. Welcome back to the Far Better Sports Show, broadcasting live at the downtown Fars location, 21st and Grant here in Ogden. Why don't you stop on by? Good crowd here tonight. Enjoy some ice cream and, as always, some Wildcat conversation. Joined now by the head basketball coach for the men's program at Weaver State University, Eric Duff, completing his first year as the head coach. And first of all, Coach, thanks for joining us on this uh, wet night, but at least you don't have to shovel it. Yeah, it either (laughs) rains or snows every day. I'd rather have the rain. No doubt about it. Uh, first year in the books, uh, everything you thought it might be, uh, anything uh, in particular that uh, maybe took you back a little bit that you were surprised with? You know, I, I, it kind of kind of like I, I thought, you know, as far as um, just the coaching aspect of it. I mean, uh, you know, I thought we had a good group to coach, and, and they were a lot of fun to be around. But, uh, you know, I've prepa- I, I think I've said this before, but I've prepared a long time for this opportunity, mm-hmm. and and uh, didn't really have anything that caught me off guard. Felt like we were ready to go from the beginning, and and uh, overall, you know, really, really pleased with uh, how much we got out of our team this year. You know, after the rough start, a lot of that having to do with the kind of schedule you played and the travel that you have to go through. You made a couple of changes, and it seemed like this was a group that was a very coachable group, made the adjustments with you, and uh, that led to a, a much better defensive performance and led to more wins during conference play. Yeah, I think at one point we were ranked 350 in Kin Palm and the defensive efficiency, and when we uh, finished our last game, we were 102nd, and uh, so it's a testament to our players, the buy-in that they had. Um, I thought the group that we got out there, uh, you know, after the after our ninth game, I thought that group was uh, really bought into what we were doing defensively, and and uh, and we and we had a group that was, that was very coachable, that was smart, that that could make adjustments. We had to make a lot of adjustments game to game, and those guys did a good job of doing that, following game plan, and they were uh, they were just a lot of fun to be around. You know, one of the things that uh, happened in regards to uh, this season, it was an unfortunate uh, situation, an injury for Keith Dinwiddie, and so you had to put K.J. Cunningham in the uh, starting lineup. And, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, that's where things change. He was a a calming influence, a steady influence out there for you. Sure was. You know, I've said a lot of times that K.J. is one of the smarter players um, that we've coached here. And uh, he uh, he not only knows his assignment, but he knows the other four guys' assignments. Almost never makes a mistake defensively. Um, you know, it, offensively, his game kept expanding. I mean, I, I thought in the tournament he played really well offensively and, and was more aggressive. 
but he was he was he was a steady a steady influence for us got us calmed down got us in the right stuff on offense and uh defensively just uh, was was rock solid yeah, matter of fact i had a chance to talk with uh, coach ray yesterday and he was really really glowing and proud of what kj did for the team this year you know his dad texted me um after our last game a couple days after our last game and said coach you know great year i i just we really appreciate how patient you've been with, with KJ. And, you know, last year KJ had some injuries and, and we had a lot of talented guards. It was hard to get on the court. Uh, but, but, but uh, you know, to his credit, he hung in there. He kept working hard. He came back with a renewed enthusiasm for the game. And, uh, yeah, really good to see. Just want to go back to uh, December. Uh, you had the, the struggles, again, with a lot of it having to do with that schedule. And then... It all seemed to click with that game at Cal Poly, won by almost 30 points. You go up to Logan and get the win there, almost uh, beat BYU down in Provo. What clicked at that point? Well, I think we finally kind of found who we were and how we had to play, you know. I mean, some of it's not on our players. It's just, and it's, I don't think it was a coaching mistake. I think we were just trying to figure out who we were and and who we were going to play and how we, we could play to have success. And it became apparent, um, you know, that we needed to probably cut the possessions down a little bit and and play a little slower and uh, really emphasize the defensive end. You know, we go to Cal Poly, and defensively we were just so good that night, and then we were making shots. We got some confidence because that team had beaten um, Sac State by 20. They'd beaten Portland State by kind of the same margin, I think, and, and, uh, you know, really had been playing well. And and we went in there and and really from the – close to the opening tip we got down 92 after that we were just we were really good and and then uh you know we just took that momentum to utah state and and uh as a quad one win you know for our team and uh aren't many of those at our level and so uh just started building on the confidence and i think our guys really bought into how we had to play we talked about being humble in our approach and knowing that we couldn't just step on the floor and play any way we wanted we had to play a certain way and had to humble ourselves and understand that, and, and our guys did that. You know, uh, you touched on it briefly earlier. I want to kind of expand on it a little bit, and that is uh, you know, not only was this your you know first year as the head coach, but Eric Daniels slid into that number one chair, and then you had Dan Russell, a newcomer to the staff, and then Jorge Ruiz, who was in his first year as a coach after having been director of operations for the team. And I thought you guys as a group clicked together, as always during a game. Sometimes it got a little heated, but that's part of it. Uh, and you gave the, your assistants, much like Coach Ray did, uh, a lot of uh, leeway way in regards to the uh to the game management as well as the game plans yeah those guys were really instrumental you know you have eric daniels and dan russell who have a lot of experience within the big sky and they know the opponents they know the opposing coaches and those guys were invaluable uh game plan wise all year now jorge is is very young um but his 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 ability to relate to the players the time that he spends with them uh, the trust that those guys have in him is invaluable, and Jorge is going to keep growing and uh, in, in the coaching role, in the X's and O's part. But uh, it was we had good chemistry as a staff. Those guys are all really good at what they do, and uh, and, it, and it really challenged our staff, I think, because we had to play a certain way that that every game we kind of coming up with a new game plan on offense and defense. And I think last game, you know, we're sitting at shoot around, we're putting three new things mm-hmm. in before mm-hmm. we play 
Montana State the day of the game, and that's just kind of what was what, what our season was about. But those, those guys were instrumental to our turnaround for sure. He's probably going to hate me for saying this, but uh, first of all, uh, a, a day late again, a happy birthday to Jorge. Yes. It seemed like, and again, I'm not all the practices. I can't be, but as I travel with you guys and go to practice on Friday and uh, shoot around uh, the day of the game and what have you, as the season went on, he became a little more vocal and a little more yeah. comfortable in his role. Yeah, and, 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 you know, we talked about going into it. I was honest with him that, hey, from a scouting perspective, um, you know, we're, we're going to turn it over to these other two guys, and, and you're going to help break down the film, and these two guys are going to come up with game plans with, with, with me, depending on the scout. And uh, But but we're going to continue to grow. That's my, part of my job as the head coach is to help these guys grow as assistants. And, and uh, he got more and more... Uh, comfortable with that you know we went to NAU and and that game it wasn't meaningless but for the standings wise it didn't matter to us and uh, but Jorge had had that scout and he did a great job that night of getting our team uh, ready from a a game plan standpoint and uh, so he just kept growing and growing and then you know uh, you've been on our trips Brady Andonopoulos 23 years Mm -hmm. old he did an unbelievable job with the ops, and then Derek Broderick's just sitting there, and all he does is break down every film every every day and and uh, works tirelessly. So it's a great staff. No no doubt. Uh, that, that ops job is as tough as it gets. Yes, it is. And when you're 23, you know, you're <laughs> nervous about everything, and, and you can, and, and you can, can attest we didn't have a glitch all year no, travel-wise. Uh-uh. No. Uh, as far as uh, uh, this upcoming year, obviously, you lose two guys uh, uh, that are seniors, Junior Ballard and Zaire Porter. Junior was with the team for a year. Z was with the team for three years, and both were uh, uh, great contributors, I thought, this year. Yeah, for sure. Those guys did a really good job for us. Both accepted roles off the bench, which was important to us. And, uh, you know, Zaheer was always a guy that we could that, that could get downhill and help us create some plays. And, and Junior was rock solid defensively and making shots for us. So you know, we'll have, we'll, uh, we, we have to replace two veteran players and, and guys that were good for us. And uh, you get your starting five back. Now, again, that we all know that things happen in this day and age. So you know, everybody crossing their fingers that people can stay. But I know throughout the course of the year, a couple of times you uh, made mention to me, you're really excited about the group coming in next year. Really excited, yeah, no question. You know, we just had our, our team meeting yesterday, and I told our guys we need we need better players. And I and what I meant by that is it's incumbent on each one of those guys to become better, um, to improve their individual games. But uh, right now, um, you know, we we feel I, I think we're as, as excited as we as we've been a long time with our off season, our continuity. You know, I think Dylan Jones is, is, is kind of the leader of the pack. He had something to say to our team about how hard we need to work in the offseason. And I think he, he said it best. This is the first time we're really going to be able to have a group offseason together, uh, starting in the spring with a bunch of continuity. And and uh, we're just really excited. And then, uh, you know, I can speak to one of the guys that we have signed, Viliame, uh, from Finland. He's... he's uh, He's had a terrific season. Uh, Hanno Medela uh, texted me the other day and and uh, just sings his praises the way he prepares and the way he's played. And then we got, you know, a couple commitments of guys I can't comment on at this mm-hmm. point, but we're excited about them too. 
No, yeah, it's uh, always exciting to think about the future. But let's talk about, you know, uh, you know, we, we talk about him on a, on a uh, game-by-game basis. Uh, but just uh, you mentioned his influence off the floor as well. The year that Dylan Jones had, I know he was disappointed in not being the MVP. I thought he should have been. But, yeah. you, know, my, you know, maybe my eyes look are, are black and purple right now. But really, considering uh, what he did, and I'm not so sure that Ventures was the best player on their team. But as a whole, uh, his leadership both on and off the floor is uh, reminiscent of who? Well, you know, he's he's got some mannerisms of Damien, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest with you, uh, kind of the way he speaks to the team. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, Steve, he was five-time Big Sky Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was first-team All-District. got announced today. Um, and nothing against, you know, Steel Venters had a great year. Their, their team had a great year. But uh, Dylan was the rock. Uh, he, he was the guy that, that carried us. And, and uh, you know, he's been way more vocal over these last two or three months. And yesterday in our team meeting, he had some good stuff to say, like I, I, I'd spoke to. And and uh, and he always leads by his example. He's as hard a worker as we have. Um, and he just comes in every day, grinds on it, and... Uh, you know, wants to be the best he can possibly be. So now uh, Montana State goes on. They win the uh, conference tournament, and now they'll face a team from your old backyard. Yeah. They're taking on Kansas yeah. State. As uh, one person in their department said, hey, uh, we're, we're used to playing Purple Wildcats. Uh, it'll it'll yeah. be a tough test for them in, in uh, Florida. Yeah, you know, uh, K-State, that's my, my wife's uh, parents both graduated from K-State, and uh, her nephew graduated from K-State. They, they got season tickets to the games, and, and so, you know, we've always uh, – I was, grew up more of a Kansas fan, mm-hmm. but they were – all K-State people, and and uh, so it's, yeah, it's be interesting to see that game. Uh, Kansas State's very athletic. Uh, I think a lot of it's going to come down to the tempo of the game. If Montana State can get it slowed down, they'll have a chance. If it gets fast, then that, that's probably not to their uh, liking. So now that the season's over, I know you've got a lot, uh, still a lot of stuff on your plate. To yeah. When it, you do get your break, what you have it plans set? Well, yeah, I'm sitting here looking at Scott Early and our <laughs> men's golf coach, who walked in yesterday to the uh, office, and you know he's the only guy in Utah with a tan. Uh, <laughs> he came in, he's all smiles. I said, hey, everybody's jealous of you. He'd been, in, they've been in Texas, they've been in Georgia. And, uh, yeah, him and I will be playing golf uh, regularly as soon as this thing's over with, uh, or as soon as we get some snow out of here. But, uh, yeah, once we get done with that, you know, uh, golf's kind of my, my release and, and spending time with the family, obviously. And, and uh, But, uh, yeah, that'll be where we spend a lot of our time. Coach, it's been a pleasure this year. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Hope you did, too. And it was a lot of fun to watch these kids work as hard as they did and uh, come away. 18 and 14 is not too bad when you all things considered. No, you know, I, I think we had a year where we got the most out of our team, and I'm, 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 I'm happy with that. Uh, Result-wise, you know, we want to be a championship team. We're working towards that, uh, building towards that, feel good about it. And, and Steve, I wanted to say thank you to you. You know, when I when I hear your, especially on, the like, the Twitter, the highlights and stuff, and I hear your call, we've got one of the best in the business. we got a true pro, and uh, we really appreciate all that you do for Weber State Athletics. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. There's no doubt about it. Coach, I appreciate the time, and uh, uh, we'll see you down the road. Okay. So Hope to see you at the good. ballpark. Yeah, hey, we'll be out. Thanks, all right, Steve. All right, that's uh, head basketball coach, Eric Duff, head men's basket, uh, golf coach, Scott Erling. The aforementioned Scott Erling will be joining us next. This is the Far Better Sports Show on 103.1 The Wave. We can all agree on one thing, and that's everyone loves ice cream. 
Far Better Ice Cream has been a part of your family, serving flavors and smiles for over a century. Welcome back to a far better sports show on 1031 The Wave with your host, Steve Klauke. Welcome back to the Far Better Sports Show. Talking Weaver State Athletics. We're here at the Bar's location. 21st and Grant, come down and enjoy some great ice cream as well as some Wildcat conversation. We're joined now, as Coach Duff just mentioned, the only person in Utah with a tan right now, Scott Erling. He's the head men's golf coach at Weaver State. And First of all, Scott, thanks for joining us. That's my pleasure, Steve. Good to see you. Uh, by the way, since we're here at Far's, i got to ask, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? I'm a Rocky Road guy. Rocky Road. Yep. I can see that. It's a, you know, it's not my cup of tea, uh, but uh, I know a lot of people who do like uh, Rocky Road. Yeah. My favorite is that picture right there, the cherry chocolate chip instead of mint chocolate chip. Tough to go wrong with any ice cream. You got that right. You got that right. Well, uh, uh, it was a week and a half ago. You guys were in Houston. Uh, you've uh, participated many times at the Colin Montgomery Invitational hosted by HCU, and uh, you guys were able to uh, stave off the competition and come away with a win. That had to mean a lot to the program. You know, it's, it, it's always great to get a win. You know, in college golf, you're playing in tournaments with 12, 15, 20 teams, and you know, so any time you can put everything together and get a victory, it's always huge. Uh, this one was especially huge for us because obviously the weather we've been dealing with and that, you know, we haven't seen any grass here since the end of November. And, you know, the guys have been working hard in our indoor and doing what we can. But, you know, I was really didn't have too high of expectations going there. And, you know, we got there and everything just kind of clicked and the, the kids played great and they were able to you know, kind of hold hold together at the end when we needed to hold together and and always fun to get a trophy. Uh, you know, what is it like having not attended a, a college golf event like that? Uh, do they know, you know, the, what the leaderboard looks like more so team-wise than individually while they're out there, or do they just play through and uh, get to 18 and figure out what the results are? You know, so it's interesting. They've, um, you know, ever since I've been coaching, which this is my 11th year now, there's a there's a company, there's two companies, one called Golf Stat and one called Birdie Fire, and they do live scoring. So the, the kids do the scoring on their phones mm-hmm. and so it's it's constantly updated and, and you know it's interesting i've got some guys who who really like to watch it and i've got guys that don't like to watch it they don't want to know so we just kind of let them do their own thing you know i i try to watch it um here and there and and help out when i can but uh they had a pretty good idea where we were at and they played the last coming down the stretch like you need to do it mm-hmm. and it was it was a great outcome Brendan Thomas, uh, minus nine, a uh, nine under par, two oh seven for the event that gave him the Big Sky Golfer of the Week award. Uh, uh, he really had it together that week. Yeah, Brendan's—he's such a great kid. Um, he's a local kid from Layton, um, junior college transfer. Um, this is his first year with us. Come in, he's played in every tournament. Um, he works hard, and and he really got everything together there. And we really needed him. You know, I've I've been telling some guys, you know, we don't. We don't have any single super outstanding player, but we got a we got a bunch of really good players, and when when they all get it together, we've got a chance to be a pretty good team. Now he didn't just go to any junior college; he went to East Wyoming College. How does a golfer fine tune his game going to East Wyoming College? I I don't know if he can do much for his game there, but I know it certainly toughened him up. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's uh, 
he's very happy to be back home. Mm-hmm. And um, and like I said, he's just been outstanding for us, and he's a, he's a joy to coach. He's a great teammate, and, and we love having him. This weekend, uh, it was uh, uh, St. Simon's Island in uh, Georgia, 15th of the Sea Palms Invitational, led by Isaac Burgers, 4 under par 209. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a tournament we had never played in before. You know, last week was our spring break, and we put these two tournaments together. Um, you know, in retrospect, it might have been a little bit too much uh, as far as travel and stuff like that, but it was such a great opportunity when we got invited to this. I didn't feel like we could pass it up, and, and the golf course and the tournament and everything was just outstanding. Um, you know, the, the guys were kind of dragging at the end, and, and it's totally different golf than we're used to around here, you know, as far as, you know, old-school Bermuda grass, and and things like that and and we didn't adjust quite as well as i had hoped we would but you know it was still a great experience and, and something we'll learn from and like i said it, it was a super tournament and i think uh, you know we had a really good time i was gonna say it was a first round struggle had a great score in the second round and then uh, uh, struggled again in the third round mm-hmm. but still uh, at this point you're building uh, experience more than anything else absolutely yep um you touched on it earlier. I want to go back to this. Uh, I guess this could be said about a lot of, not all, but most of the Big Sky schools uh, that play golf, and that is the weather. I would think because of the weather here, and you have to do a lot of indoor work during the winter, that that fall prep schedule really is important for you. It's super important because, you know, you're, we know we're going to, you know, having coming off the summer, the, the guys' game should be in good shape. I'm going to get a chance to to compete in some really good events and stuff like that. And so it it gives us a chance to just kind of see where things are as a team and, and, you know, kind of then move to fine-tune things moving forward to the championship segment in the spring. So, you know, it gives everyone a chance to compete and and stuff. And so it's, it's... it's very helpful and something that, you know, we look forward to every year. Of course, part of that fall schedule is that uh, match play event against Utah State, which you guys won again this past fall. Uh, any opportunity uh, to play in match play other than that tournament? You know, um, the national championship mm-hmm. is is match play now. And so there, there's starting to be more and more events like that. Um, there's still not very many. Um, you know, this is something, uh, Dean Johansson, who's the coach at Utah State, he was, uh, he's one of my best friends, teammate growing up and stuff, and, and something we always wanted to do, we thought it'd be a good way to start the season, and, and we were finally able to kind of put it together, and it's something we hope we can keep doing, you know, forever, because it's just a great way to start the season, and, you know, they got such a good program up there and, and stuff, it's, it's just fun competition. I saw recently uh, your program was the recipient of the new Rob and Pam Despain uh, endowment. Uh, What does that mean to your program? You know, it's so important because, you know, every dollar helps. And, you know, every dollar is so meaningful. And and Rob and Pam, they've always been been great supporters of of not just Weber State Golf, Mm -hmm. but Weber State. You know, they, they support all the programs and that. You know, Rob played golf here. Um, you know, has been in business here, and and the stuff that that he's done to help, and you know, especially coming up with this endowment is just huge for us. Because, um, as you know, uh, every dollar matters, mm-hmm. and um, we we do everything we can to make the most of it. And you know, people like the Despains that that really help. You know make our program successful let's get back to your beginnings uh, what uh, got you into to coaching especially at the collegiate level you know it's kind of interesting i i played played golf at utah state and loved it i turned pro knocked around on you know mini tours and and canada and and stuff like that and um 
I was a pretty good player, but I wasn't good enough to make a living at it. So I, I had only ever been in the golf business, and Craig Sarlo, who was my coach in college, had just got the job at Ogden Country Club, so he offered me a job, and we came down here, and I worked for him for 10 years, and, you know, I was... I was looking for a change and you know so my wife and I were talking and we got you know we just like you know what do I like doing in golf the very best and you know I kind of like teaching and and working with kids and stuff and you know there's not a lot of opportunity with that and you know I was just totally lucky um you know the the coach here had decided he he was ready to retire um coach curl and um I was fortunate enough to get the job, and so, um, you know, Jerry Bobie, who was the AD when there, um, gave me a chance with, with no prior coaching experience and stuff, and uh, it's been the best thing that's happened, you know, to, to me and my family. It's been just been great, and I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it, and being here at Weber State, you know, it's such an outstanding school and department that... You know, we're truly blessed. Obviously, uh, as we wrap things up, uh, the technical part uh, is very important as far as their swings, making sure they're on track. But I would think that half of your job, at least, is the psychology of the sport and uh, in, in working with the kids. Um, I would say probably 90 percent. Mm -hmm. You know, like like you see with most sports, all these athletes are very physically gifted. They they just are. You know, they're the that upper one or two percent of, of whatever sport they're in you know what what really determines how far they're going to go is you know the their mental strength their work ethic you know their ability to handle adversity and stuff like that and so you know that's what you know i i feel like i need to try to do is just put them in a position to be successful and you know put them in a position mentally and and stuff just to be as successful as they can because you know golf is such a tough game and that when you think about it you know when you when you go golfing you're on the you're at the golf course for four or five six hours but you're only golfing for about five or ten minutes actually hitting shots mm -hmm. and so you got a lot of time to uh let your mind run wild and stuff Let's so. see what i used to play i used to get a lot more swings in that way <laughs> but uh, I, i'll just tell you this quick one uh as a freshman in high school i don't know why somebody convinced me to try out for the team and uh, the coach was not impressed with my 136 <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, I bet if uh, you worked at it, you could have got that down quick. Yeah, at least to 126. <laughs> uh, Coach, uh, again, it's uh, uh, next up, it's the Wyoming Cowboy Classic. And, uh, folks, don't worry about it. He doesn't have to take the rocky road to Laramie. It's in Chandler, Arizona. And then a few weeks after that, it's the Big Sky Conference Championships at the Talking Stick Resort in Scottsdale, right across the highway from that beautiful uh, 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 Salt River uh, uh, spring training facility for the uh, uh, the Rockies and, uh, and uh, the Diamondbacks. But uh, wish you guys uh, the best of luck. Uh, Coach Sarah's team is doing well as uh, as well. So best of luck to both uh, golf teams this spring. Yeah, they're doing great. Um, can't tell how much we appreciate all you do. Steve, thank you so much. Thank you. That's uh, men's golf coach Scott Sterling. We have the two newest members of the football coaching staff coming up, Zach Larson, Jalen Johnson. That's next here on 103.1 The Wave. We can all agree on one thing, and that's everyone loves ice cream. Far Better Ice Cream has been a part of your family, serving flavors and smiles for over a century. Welcome back to a Far Better Sports Show on 103.1 The Wave with your host, Steve Klauke. 
Welcome back to the Far Better Sports Show, where we talk Weber State sports once a month. It's our last show of this scholastic year, and we're going to wrap things up by talking some football. Today was supposed to be the first day of spring practice, but uh, the, the snowbanks got in the way, I guess, so uh, we are pleasured to have with us tonight our two newest coaches on the football coaching staff, quarterbacks coach Zach Larson and defensive tackles coach Jalen Johnson. Gentlemen, welcome to uh, the show tonight. Yes, sir. Yep, thanks for having us. Uh, first things first, uh, I'll start with you, Jalen, because it's your first time on the program, and we're here at Fars. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Yes, sir. i got to go with the, the cotton candy. Cut, That's my go-to. I've never had cotton candy ice cream. <laughs> yes, first when I think of cotton candy, I automatically get three uh, cavities. Yep, yep. <laughs> Zach, what about you? Uh, I'm a cookie dough guy, but with chocolate ice cream. Okay, that's a good combination. Like I said, uh, my, my favorite's right there, the uh, cherry chocolate chip. Ooh. A little bit different. Uh, yeah, that does look good. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Zach's been with the program uh, uh, as a grad assistant last three seasons here at Weber State, and uh, obviously an opportunity now to be on the coaching staff. What does that mean to you? Uh, honestly, the world, you know, when you're a, a young graduate assistant coach in this profession, all you're really looking for is someone to believe in you enough um, to give you that first opportunity. And, you know, I couldn't thank Coach Mental enough for this opportunity and um, just extremely grateful for it and going to try every day to show that gratitude through the way I work and the way I approach my um, position and responsibilities here. I was going to say first year uh, as, uh, as on the coaching staff, but it's something that you've been doing for a while. You were a student assistant uh, way back in 2018 at Utah State. Yeah, yeah. So good. I graduated from Utah State and got to be around um, some really good football players that year, especially Jordan Love, and that was a great uh, learning experience for me. Very interesting to see if he gets that starting job, if that uh, all those trade rumors are true about Aaron Rodgers going to New York. Yeah, I know. I guess, I guess we'll see. So it's. A- of course, uh, I, I will say this for those who don't know, uh, you, you, you've been around a uh, pretty good coach for a long time. Your dad, the head coach at Lehigh, state champions this year. Uh, uh, what's the best coaching advice he ever gave you? Um, I don't know if I can think of one thing, but I can say just his example throughout my entire life has, you know, shaped almost every decision I've made um, inside football and outside football, and I just... I'm so glad that I've been able to have him as as a mentor and a father. And um, So I don't know if there's one piece of advice, but just the way he has gone about his business as a man and a coach and a father has just been excellent for me. Uh, Jalen, let me just bring you the microphone a little bit closer. Uh, uh, you played at Washington, all Pac-12 uh, selection as a senior and two years as a grad assistant in Washington. Yes, sir. Uh, what led you to uh, Weber State? So Weber State is kind of a circle path, but... You know, Jay Hill reached out to a former coach of mine, Jeff Choate, who's over at Texas. And so, you know, he made that connection for me, gave my number to Coach Duff, and Coach Duff reached out to me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So it was a really roundabout way, but so glad to so be here. So not only are players recruited on Twitter these <laughs> days, so are coaches. Yes, sir, absolutely. <laughs> uh, one thing that, uh, that both of you have to be happy about, there's not a whole lot of uh, – language change uh, at least for you zach because it's uh uh you know all the coaches pretty much are back and so it's going to be easier to to relay information to players for you it's got to be a quick learn jalen in regards to what the language is used here because every team has its own yes sir yes sir and it's starting fast you know i had the privilege of coming before spring break Mm -hmm. so i've spent this spring break just learning the terminology learning the playbook so i can you know jump start when we have practice 
eventually. I know it got canceled today. <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, the big thing for you, Zach, uh, Bran uh, Bronson Barron decided to transfer. And fortunately, I think in a lot of ways, uh, uh, Keelan Weiser also put himself into the uh, uh, transfer portal but uh, pulled it out uh, saying he wants to uh, uh, do the job here. Yeah, I can't say enough about Kylan. He's been here uh, for a long time. He's He's been through a lot, um, a lot of coaching changes. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for Kylan. And he's he's been, you know, as good as a leader as you would want um, this spring. And so we're excited to see how that translates to the field when we start spring ball here. Hey, you know, just uh, we got a glimpse of it uh, leading those two touchdown drives to try to close the gap against Montana State in that second-round uh, playoff game. Yeah, no, I, I was actually talking to my dad on the phone earlier um, about that very point. And, you know, Kylan has a way to connect with a lot of the players on the team. Um, they believe in him, and, and he can bring an energy to the field that's exciting, and I know people saw that. And so, like I said, we're excited to see, you know, that next step for him this spring. What can you tell us about uh, some of the other quarterbacks who will be in camp? Yeah, so you got Creighton Cooper, who – He's a, he's a Lehigh local, and he's been with the program for a couple of years. Um, and then we got uh, Brian Harper and Jacob Hollingshouse. And then we have Tiger Adolfo, who's a freshman um, signee, who's going to be joining us. And it's just going to be really interesting to get to see all those guys get more reps than really they've gotten before in their careers and just see how they take advantage of that and kind of um, put on tape the type of player that they are. Obviously, from a fan standpoint, uh, when they think of Cooper, they see him uh, run, 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 and then run a little bit more. What kind of an arm does he have? He has a good arm. I mean, he he played for my dad, and he threw um, for a lot of touchdown passes in high school. And so, you know, he's he's definitely capable, and he's just he's a tremendous athlete. This is a, a defense, uh, Jalen, that's been outstanding over the last uh, several years uh, under Coach Hill and his staff. Uh, when you look at uh, you know the linebackers, I think, have been the strength. The secondary has been very good. But that defensive line is where it all starts, and you have to like what you see. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the first things I noticed was how good you know the line looked and just meeting some of the personalities, Zeke Berg, Stephen Bryant, you know, guys that I'm going to rely on to be leaders in the room. I'm, I'm super excited with what we have. And actually getting ready for my interview, I had a chance to take a look at some of the tape through PFF, and right away I noticed how good they play and the kind of the kind of effort that goes into this defense. What was the biggest thing that jumped out? The biggest thing that jumped out was just physicality. Mm -hmm. You know, these are guys that want to strike. These are guys that want to make tackles, and so that's always good when you when you put on the tape and see a physical D-line. There's no doubt about that, uh, but there are some holes to fill, some uh, key players lost. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's some older guys that I, I hear just left, but... You know, it's, it's my job now as the coach to get these young guys ready, and it'll be really good going into spring, just the new drills that we have and the new kind of system of teaching that I'm going to implement, and I'm, I'm pretty excited. I would have to think it would be very interesting and a very educational experience for you. It's your first job as a full-fledged assistant coach, and you're working on a defense that has co-defensive coordinators. What's that going to be like? Yes, sir. Well, actually, we had co-defensive coordinators at Washington, okay. so it's, it's pretty similar in that sense, but... You know, these are both two two super smart coaches. Just in my short time getting to know him, Grant Duff. You know, he's been working with me because he is a line guy. Um, super smart, Coach Dale. You know, and, and I have a lot of respect for DB coaches, and so <laughs> it's just been awesome learning hey, from these you guys. You gotta have respect for a DB coach that's like me that loves 
uh, places that have been on diner, drive-ins, and dives, the TV show. Yes, Ask sir. Ask him about it. <laughs> Ask him about it. Yes, uh, sir. Talking with the two newest coaches at uh, Weaver State football program, Zach Larson, the quarterback's coach, Jalen Johnson, the defensive tackles coach. Uh, one last question for each of you, uh, uh, Zach, uh, in regards to uh, Mickey Mental's offense. I think we saw what it's capable of doing. I'm thinking we're going to see a, a bigger step this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the benefits of Kylan coming back. And like I mentioned, he, he's he been through a lot of, you know, different coaching changes. And this is an opportunity for him to go into the off season and and take a second year and all the reps. And so it's not necessarily learning the system and learning how he's supposed to um, execute the plays. It's just getting better now, and so we're excited about that, and I, and I know that's the, how it is for all the players, and so we're definitely very excited on our side of the ball and what we are capable of doing this year. And, Jalen, you just talked about watching the film of the defensive line, but uh, you look at that defense as a whole, there's a lot to like. Yes, sir. Defenses win championships. That's what I'm here to do. <laughs> and uh, and uh, not only that, you can help uh, Robert with uh, sideline pictures. I hear you're into you're starting a uh, hobby of photography. Yes, you sir. Yes, sir. That's what I do on the side. I love that a lot. So. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, we welcome uh, both of you. Obviously, uh, Zach, you've been here for a while. Jalen, welcome to uh, Ogden and uh, Weber State University. And uh, hopefully, you can start that spring practice pretty soon and uh, uh, get going for that uh, opener in uh, either late August or early September. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. All right, Zach Larson, the quarterback's coach, Jalen Johnson, the defensive tackles coach, joining us here on our final uh, Far Better Sports Show of the season. Our thanks to Kelly Monson back in our studios uh, for all of his work during these shows. And our thanks to Mike Farr and the hosts here at uh, Far Better Ice Cream for their uh, uh, hospitality and our visits on a monthly basis. So uh, that's it for now. Hope to see you maybe at the ballpark in Salt Lake City this summer. In the meantime, football starts coming up either August 31st or September 2nd, depending on the schedule. Until then, I'm Steve Klauke. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and so long from Fars.